0: Okay, so by looking at me, you know I'm way too old to do that, but even 25 years ago when I wasn't too old to do that, you would have never caught me doing anything like jumping off of a cliff into water. That's not my speed. This next video is a little more like me. Finally makes it, right? Gotta feel good about that. You know, uh, whether you're talking about any area of life, really doesn't matter. There are times when we just don't want to jump in, when we're a little afraid to do that. There's a risk involved, and we don't want to take that risk. And that can be true in our life of faith as well. That for many different reasons, we may see other people going all in in their faith and jumping in and doing this thing, but we hesitate. And that can be true for many different reasons. Maybe it's because we see what the Christian life is like and we say, you know, it's going to require something of me. may not even know fully what that means, but I'm going to have to give up some stuff that I sort of enjoy doing. Or maybe I'm going to have to start doing some things that make me a little bit uncomfortable. And because of that, we hesitate. We won't go all in in our faith because we're afraid of how it might affect us. Maybe... Maybe there are people that you've known that live in this community and you've known them your whole life. And you've lived one way and you're exploring faith and you're thinking, man, if I, if I really go all in on this thing, if I go fully in on faith, what are they going to say about me? Because there's going to be a change. There's going to be an, a change that's evident in my life. And if I do this, people are going to say stuff and maybe that makes you uncomfortable. So... You hesitate. You're not ready to go all in. Or maybe if you're completely honest today, really candid, you might even say, I'm just not sure this is all true. Okay, this whole Jesus being God's Son and living among us and He's a sinless life and then He died on a cross and He was raised from the dead. Maybe you're thinking that through and going, I'm just... I'm really not completely sure. And so for those reasons and maybe others, you're hesitating. You're coming up to the edge. And, and you hear Jesus say some things that are powerful and, and you want to follow through, but but you're just not ready. And so you hesitate. Today we begin this series that I'm calling All In, and we're thinking about what it means and what it takes to go all in for Jesus Christ. What does that look like and where will it take us? And I want us to think about that for the next few weeks. And of course, it's Easter Sunday, and in a series like this, the only place to begin really is with Jesus. We've gathered today to celebrate the resurrection, the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead, that He was really dead, that He was really buried, and then He was really alive. We're celebrating that, but we're thinking about this whole story of Jesus' life. And what does that mean for us? And how do we go all in on this story? Because we've heard Jesus say some pretty powerful things. We, we've heard him say some things that bring us in and make us want to follow things like how much God loves us. The fact that God was willing to send Jesus to live among us and then to die for us. Man, that says we've got a God who really loves us. And then we hear Jesus say things like, you know what you should do? You should sell everything you've got and you should give it to the poor. And we say, hang on a second there, Jesus. I'm not sure I'm in for that now. And so, we hesitate. We hesitate. And maybe we think a little bit about, okay, I know what Jesus has done and, and it sounds really good to have an open relationship with God. Like to know that, that my sins are really forgiven and to know that there is eternal life for me when I die. That sounds good. So tell me, what, what is the very least I can do to get in on that deal? What is the least that I can do to be a follower of Jesus? And it keeps us from being all in. So what do we do with that? Well, today, to think that through, I'd like us to turn to a letter that we find in the New Testament. It's from Paul, an early Christian leader. And it's to the church in Rome. That's the capital city Paul had never visited there. So he's writing this letter to a group of Christians that he wants to to tell some important truths. And the biggest question that he's dealing with is this. Is this good news of Jesus... For everybody. Okay, that's a pretty simple, straightforward question. Does the good news of Jesus, is it available for everybody or is it for like a specific group of people? Is it just for this small group that maybe speaks a certain language, lives in a certain place, is of a certain race? Maybe it's for them. Well, Paul's answer all the way through Romans and some of his other letters is really clear. The Grace of Jesus Christ, the good news of the Gospel, that's for everyone. Okay? It's for all people. And when we come to chapter 3, Paul's bringing together some pieces of this argument that he's making that I think are helpful for us today. So we pick up in Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 21. He says this, But now apart from the law, the old way of doing things, the righteousness of God... Has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. So he's saying, listen, this God that we serve, the God of the universe, the Creator, this is a God who is righteous. He is inherently good. Everything about God stands for what is right and just in our world and everywhere for all eternity. And God's shown that already. He's shown that in creation. He's shown that in the way that He's dealt with humanity. He's shown that in the way that He dealt with Israel. But, it all changed with Jesus. The the righteousness, the justice of God didn't change, but the way God showed that righteousness and justice, man, we haven't seen it in this way before. In Jesus, it's different. Verse 22, This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ, to all who believe, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Paul's saying, listen, not only is God righteous and just, not only is he inherently good, but he can make you righteous and just and inherently good. God can change you. That's the good news of the gospel today. That's why we're gathered here today. And what Paul is saying is, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what race you come from. doesn't matter what you call home. doesn't matter what your family's like. It doesn't matter what you've done. The good news of Jesus is for you. Nothing excludes you from that. Nothing about who you are excludes you from the grace of Jesus. Nothing about what you've done excludes you from the grace of Jesus. It is available to every single person. He says that even more clearly in the next verse. For all have sinned, every one of us, and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. The good news of this Jesus, who lived 2,000 years ago and spoke a language that we don't speak and had a, a culture and customs that we don't have and lived a long way from here. The good news of that Jesus is, listen, He knows we're sinners. It's not a surprise to Him. We've not hidden anything from Him. And He can make us righteous. Now, we come in this room today and maybe you don't feel very righteous because you know what you've done. Okay? You know where you've been. You know the life you've lived. And most of us look back on life and and see some pretty big mistakes. See some stuff that really wasn't just a mistake. It was willful sin. We did wrong. We knew what was right, and we did wrong. None of us are exempt from that in this room. None of us are special in that. It's true of every single one of us. But Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that when he went to the cross. And he went there because of that. And he offers you forgiveness of all of that. And then Paul brings all this together just a couple chapters later, I think in just this great summation of everything that's come before. Romans 6.23 says this, for the wages of sin is death. Okay, we're all sinners. There's no one in this room that can say, well, that doesn't apply to me. All right, we are all sinners. He said that in chapter 3. And what we deserve because of that is separation from God. What we deserve is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There's the good news. That's the news that's available to every single one of us. We haven't done something that keeps us from that. We couldn't. We are not someone that keeps us from that. He invites all of us in. The good news is available to every single one of us. He has opened up this relationship with us. He's called us to him. And if we want to put it succinctly and clearly, I think this is a way to do that. As we think about our commitment to him, we don't hold back because he didn't hold back. Now, are you all in or not? And maybe you're thinking, I'm not sure. Maybe you're hesitating a little bit. You're not alone in that. People do that, okay? But here's the message that Paul's saying to us. When it came to my need for forgiveness, when it came to my need for eternal life, when it came to this problem of sin and death that I created in my life, God didn't hold back. He came and lived among us, and He died on a cross for my sins. He gave everything He could give to bring me and you salvation because He loves us. And if God gave everything, why would I want to hold back part of my life and say, God, I'm going to give you these areas of life. I'm going to let you control all this. But this this thing over here, that's mine. I think I know better than you, God. I think I'm going to do it my way over here. Why would I do that? When I know God knows better. Why would I hold back when he didn't hold back? So that leaves us with a choice. How are we going to handle this? How are we going to handle serving this God who never held back from us but gave us everything we could possibly need, dealt with our most basic needs in life and death and eternal life? How can we hold back? Because here's the thing. God knows the future. God knows this life better than I know this life. God knows me better than I know me. God knows you better than you know you. And He knows what's in your tomorrow. And you don't. And I don't. So would we rather be in charge not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year? Or are we better off serving a God who knows all of that? God's got a life in store for you that's better than the life you've planned for yourself. Now, does that mean it's going to be easy? No. But here's what I do know. God has invited us in And he has said, I am active and participating in my creation. And we see that all through Scripture. God is not a God who sits back and sort of lets it unravel. God is a God who is engaged. He says, talk to me about this stuff. I'm there with you. And if we say, you know what, I'm not going to just tiptoe around the edges. I'm going all in. If we say that, And God's right there with us. And God's plan is better than my plan. God's plan is better than your plan. And if we go all in, we are participating with God. And what we do has eternal consequences. We are participating in what God is doing. And there is nothing better in life than being involved in what God is active doing. So what life could possibly be better? How could we make life better without Jesus? It just doesn't work that way. This video sort of shows you that. I was still be concerned. because of Jesus. But because of Jesus. And that happens when we say, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to hold back this part that leads to sin or guilt or lust or any of those things that they talked about in that video. But I'm going to give it all to God. When we go all in, Jesus can really change things. He's given us everything that we possibly needed. He didn't hold back. And if He didn't hold back... Why would we hold back? And so we're left with this decision. Am I going to follow or not? Am I going to tiptoe around the edges and sort of think this through over and over again and freeze myself into inaction? Or am I just going to jump in and see what God can do with my life? And let him show he knows me better than I know myself. And he's got a better plan. Let's pray together. God, give us the courage to go all in with you. How we know that you know better. We know that you've dealt with everything that we could possibly think of. And help us to trust you, so that we can live the life that you want us to live, the life that you've got in store for us. God, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.